Okay, hello and uh, welcome to this week's um, special Tez podcast. Uh, I'm Martin George. I'm joined by Will Stewart. Hi, Will. Uh, hello. And Ed Dorrell. Hi, Ed. Hello, hello. So we've had a special podcast. We've had some uh, momentous news. It's something we've all been waiting for for a long time. There's been lots of speculation about it. Um, I'll turn to you, Ed. Um, what should we call the royal baby? <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, all. Ed. Prince Martin. That's what I call it, Ed. <laughs> Prince Martin, we've all agreed. <laughs> um, the other bit of news I thought we might discuss. The baby Timpson. The baby Timpson, <laughs> newborn today. Um, the long-awaited uh, review commissioned by the DfE about school exclusions. Uh, um, the gestation period has been enormous. 14 months. Yeah, a lot longer than expected, wasn't it? 14 yeah. months. Um, it well was, overdue, as they say. Yes. Well, it was due in December, and here yeah. we are, beginning of May. Yeah. Um, should we talk about some of, some of the sort of headlines of what um, Timpson has recommended? And we should say the DfE has said that in principle they're accepting all 30 of these recommendations. Mm-hmm. You should sum it up for us, Martin, since you've lived, breathed and <laughs> at it for the past 24 hours. For the bank holiday yeah. Monday. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, the big headline which uh, we knew was coming, we'd written about, was schools will be held accountable in league tables, we assume, for the outcomes of children they exclude. Mm-hmm. We have a, a bigger role for local authorities in trying to sort of oversee what's happening to um, children in their area and making sure they don't sort of fall between the cracks, bringing schools together. Uh, we've got improvements promised for alternative provision. Um, we've got lots of um, proposals to tackle off-rolling, which of course wasn't in Timpson's original terms of reference, mm-hmm but because he has so much evidence about it, he's recommended things like a, a right of return period, where if a kid is moves into home education, they can move back into their original school. Mm-hmm. Things like making sure social workers are notified when vulnerable kids uh, disappear off a school role. Um, but the big, the real big news for schools was what wasn't in it. Indeed, indeed. Although we'd already revealed that. Exclusively, yes. Yeah. And what was that, Ed? Well, I mean, there was a lot of stuff trailed, not least of all in the Sunday Times a few weeks ago, saying um, that the DFE was going to make it much harder, or even in inverted commas, ban schools from excluding. Um, no one really got on top of what that mechanism or how that mechanism might work. But at some stage, that did sound like it was. It was being suggested as a real possibility. It was certainly in a draft, which could have been, which could have made things really difficult for schools. I mean, it was interesting because at the NHT conference over the weekend, you almost wondered whether whether it was still a concern because Amanda Spielman was standing up and saying how she was, you know, defending schools' rights permanently exclude. So even though we knew, you know, we were pretty sure this wasn't going to happen. I, I, I was suddenly thinking, blimey, is, 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 is something changed? Yeah, so it's still there. I mean, it's notable that, uh, I mean, Damien Hines's, um letter about the report in his interview with journalists yesterday, he was really explicit, made it really clear, we support the right of headteachers to expel pupils when it's necessary. And clearly he doesn't want to be seen as going you know, soft on discipline or, or curbing headteachers' powers here, whatever the pressures or, or the original thought even of Timson himself might have been. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go for some faux outrage here because, you know, ultimately you've got to understand the nature of real politics. But it is worth observing 
that this is officially the independent review of, of exclusions. And as far as I understand it, as, as far as we understand it, Timpson wanted to make it a lot harder for, for schools to exclude. And basically, because of the politics of Whitehall, he wasn't allowed to recommend it. I mean, well, to, I mean, to be fair, if, if, if somebody was independent and they wanted to, they could do, couldn't they? They, 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 could, they could produce a report. Yeah, well, the point I'm making is it's against. not independent, then, is it? I mean, it's being presented as independent, and it clearly isn't. Well, I think. I think I think you can be you can be independent, but if if you're a former education minister and you know how government works, and somebody points out to you, if you did say this, it might not be accepted. Then you, I don't know. I mean, there's there's more to talk about, but I guess in theory you you can you can still be independent, mm. and it's your choice about whether to, whether to to go in the way that government wants you to. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I had the impression um, that Tim, Timson had a choice. I mean, I, I think he could make a practical report that would be taken up by government and make a difference yeah. or he could write one of these you know really moralistic campaigning reports but will just be seen as unrealistic and not used yeah and now he's a, a former conservative mp former yeah, conservative yeah, dfe minister so obviously and part of the delay of timpson coming out was this sort of um calibration between what he wanted and what the dfe would accept yeah. i think over several yeah. weeks so clearly he wanted a practical thing that would actually make a difference even if it was a compromise on what he might have wanted in an ideal world. So instead we've got a practical report that still won't <laughs> be adopted. Well, let's talk about one of those things. So, so the big thing about accountability. Um, yesterday I asked Timpson, so how, will, how would you like to see schools held accountable for the results of kids they exclude? And he said, well, that's very complex and that's very <laughs> difficult and we should have a consultation on it. Damien Hines said much the same thing. Um, do you think it'll happen? I mean, they may launch a consultation, but my gut says that it will be put in a pile labelled too difficult. Again? Yeah. And you've set out exactly why, because you've, you, you've written... Yeah, I mean, as I've said, you know, it, it seems like a really simple idea, doesn't it? You know, on black and white. I remember I heard, I heard it years ago, and Will, Will's probably heard about it like 20 years ago. It goes back millions of years, this idea that schools should be held accountable for, this, for the kids they exclude. And, uh, so, you know, it seems like a really simple, clean solution, doesn't it? How do you reduce exclusions and off-rolling? Well, it's complicated with off-rolling, but exclusions. Uh, you make schools accountable and the heads accountable for the results of those kids that they exclude. But it's not. The moment you start drilling down into it, the moment you start thinking about it properly, you realise it's really complicated. So, for example, if a kid is excluded in year seven, should a school be held accountable for the results that kids get? I mean, excluded for the right reasons, mm. perfectly reasonable scenario. Should a school be held accountable for that kid's results? Yeah, what, four years later? Five four years, years later, later, five years later? You well, know, you, I mean, like a madness to me. Or do you have a cut-off point? So is it before G, you know any kid excluded during G, during GCSE years, ten and eleven? At which point do you suddenly get a rush to exclude any kid who looks like they might be trouble? Yeah. At the end of year nine, uh, do you build? So it, should there be an algorithm? But you've you've, I mean you set up. Sorry, you pointed out lo lots of difficulties in it, none of which, and you've clearly shown in the piece. It's worth reading as piece still up on our website. But if none of them are. Um, in some hours, I, I think what you demonstrated is how complex yeah. it would be. But if you had the, if you wanted to do it, or you, it's just a series of decisions that you have to take. Yeah, no, I, I so, for example, if that. you know, if it's year seven, you might, 
you could have a sliding scale and say, you know, you, you'd be maybe in year seven, you'd say, no, of course you wouldn't be responsible for GCSE results and it, and it would creep up as you yeah. went in. So the, I think the, the truth is there's no simple answer, but it makes it complicated, which makes it tricky. So yeah, that's what if, I was saying, if you I mean, really yeah. want to do it and push it through, and according to, to Heinz, he, he said he did, didn't he? He, he, says, he? he said it will happen. Yeah. So, so the, I think I mean what he said is there'll be a he'll be talking to heads over the summer to design a consultation, then in the autumn have the consultation, mm -hmm. and then see what comes back after that. So of course, I mean the other thing to bear in mind, another issue with it is, you know, if if a head excludes a kid, he should, and then he's going to be held responsible for said kid's results. Should he or she not have some involvement in the AP provision that that kid gets? Well, they're, they're recommending yeah. that, that they should, aren't they? And I think, I think they're recommending that, again, that they should. Again, like I say, that, 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 is a, that is a solution, but it is complicated. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really complicated. Yeah. I think another thing that I find interesting in the report is there's clearly a, a bigger role for local authorities that Timpson sees than you know, the government sort of agenda has been over the past nine yeah. years in education. Um, I mean, what do we make of that? Is that a sign that, that, that there's a recognition at the DfE that the system locally has become too fragmented and that kids can slip through the cracks or schools can work against each other and think kids it, on the margins lose out? I mean, it's not, it's not a, a radical conclusion to reach, is it? I mean, anybody that looks in detail at anything from, from admissions to, to, to exclusions to, to, to anything places, operating illegal, yeah. you know, whatever you think of local authorities, there's a massive gap because no, nobody's coordinating this, this stuff. So, so, yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. surprising he's reached it. What... I mean, the fact that DfE has accepted, you know, these recommendations yeah. that give this bigger role for yeah. local authorities, it's coming from the DfE, I thought was interesting. No, but, uh, you know, they've moved a little bit in that direction, haven't they, with the commissioning of free schools in the last year or two as well. Sure. I mean, the, the obvious criticism which you'd throw back at them is, right, well, you've reached this conclusion, which is obvious, to many at least, um, but immediately after eight years of emasculating local authorities to the point where don't most don't really have a functioning education department at all. Yeah. Or, or not, not as one would recognise it. Um, you know, that's a sticky plaster. Yeah, yeah. But it was. I mean, I remember when we were discussing this yesterday. It's all it, that is one of many examples of where it's pretty vague, isn't it? Yeah. He, he doesn't say how it should happen. He's not saying they should give them any powers. And and just the more we talked about it, there seems to be a long list of things which, if you give them as a list, sounds like quite a big change on a lot of levels but then if you examine them in detail and say well exactly what you're going to do there's nothing there so well not nothing there but nothing definite there so he wants a new a new maximum for the number of fixed term ex number of days fixed term exclusions you can have per pupil in a year but there's no it's 45 now he doesn't say what he wants it cut to um well so there's the the, the right to return that thing right that you mentioned thing. again again Again, he was asked by journalists yesterday, you know, how long should this right of return period be open for kids? And he said, well, that will be a matter for consultation. I think there's a fair bit of wording in there as well, the recommendation, saying, you know, we'd like the government to consider this, to, to look at this, yeah. to think about this, which again, is probably one of those compromises to get the DfE to sign up to it without your know, concrete commitments, which they might find undeliverable for whatever reason in 12 months time say so. yeah I mean, uh, the politics are interesting as well in, in terms of capacity um, if you were to deliver a lot of these changes when there was a queue of Matt's Academy Trusts wanting to take over failing schools 
then, then you might just do that. But you can make quite a cogent argument. And it, this is quite a controversial statement, but you can make quite a cogent argument that a lot of these changes will make improving schools in very tough circumstances even harder. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that was what I was you know, thinking. Which, which is another reason why these, this, a lot of these recommendations might wind up on a pile. Well, yeah, because when you're talking about the accountability thing, that was exactly what went through my head. You know, like any accountability measure, it stacks against schools in the toughest areas. And and if you do this, there's a particular type of school that it, it, it's going to hurt more. Yeah. And will it encourage, and encourage more gaming of, gaming of emissions, for example, by schools, that is, rather than Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll have its own perverse consequences, won't it? Oh, if, all over if, the place. If you do do that. Yeah, yeah, all over the place. Yeah, I mean, possibly to balance some of those concerns. I mean, there's, there are some chunks in there about behaviour and making sure that you know, behaviour training is a, a mandatory part of initial teacher training. Uh, so there's stuff there which he would say address that. And again, this £10 million Tom Bennett um, you know, behaviour initiative that was announced a couple of days earlier. Yeah. So you get a sense they're, they're aware and they're trying to give some kind of fig leaf almost to sort of address that. But it's... Um, yeah, I mean, that, the, the, the cash for the Tom Bennett initiative coming two days before Timpson... It's surely more than a coincidence. I think so. I think so. Um, talking it, about, about money then. Um, well, yeah. Well, that, sorry. Again, that, that, that's one of the huge things, isn't it? Because you you say, oh, you want to reduce permanent exclusions, but, but what's what's the real reason they're supposed to have gone up? It's because schools are finding it difficult to cope with with pupils with high levels of special educational need. But if you but there's a reason for that, which is the people that used to deal with it they haven't got them anymore and they're, they're yeah. losing their jobs so if you don't put in some more money behind it then you know you can you can say i want this to happen but it's it's probably not going to yeah i mean i mean on the phone yesterday timson will, will say was sort of suggesting that that this would give some ammunition for arguments in the spending review that we need more money for high needs i think as you pointed out will we've already had ministers saying the same stuff yeah yeah, I mean, on a sort of more macro political scale, I mean, the spending review, <laughs> yeah. whenever that happens, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, so, we've managed to get through this podcast without using the Brexit word, but... Well, that's that's the biggest thing, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it's a kind of, it's a marker in the sand about what should happen, but but it, it's so dependent on things going on outside because there's so much political yeah. change, it'll be so easy to forget this because it's... It's so vague, isn't it? If if the government changes, also, I mean, that, I mean, that, like I said, you know, those complex decisions that we were talking about at the start require, I think, a degree of political confidence, not just from the department, from, but from Number Ten, and, and, and focus, confidence, and focus. And that, there is just none of that in government, really. No. Equ equally, though, I mean, part of the reason why this has become so much of a, a, a hotter issue since it was first commissioned is because knife crime. Yeah, came yeah. up. So yeah. other other yeah. things can happen, and if that things continue in that in that um, direction, then you, you've got this document here as a, a as you know some kind of signposting about where you could go. Maybe. So <laughs> some questions answered, a lot of questions not answered. Then um, no doubt we'll talk more about this in the future. Um, thanks very much, uh, Ed, Will, and thanks for listening. Thank you, Martin.